Sunsing Society and other phenomena. I'm Damon, it's uh, Season 1, Episode 5. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, first of all, just want to do a bit of housekeeping and uh, want to thank all the new people that have joined us. We're doing really well at the minute. Con International as well, so a quick shout-out to the guys in Poland, the Philippines, New Zealand, Sweden, Czech Republic, Belgium, Ireland, South Africa, Finland, Singapore, Netherlands, Australia, Canada, United States, and of course, all you great people here in the UK. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, four friends of mine who I met through the paranormal. Uh, that's uh, Nick T, Nick C, Faye, and Marie. They've started their own podcast now called Ghost Encounters of the Third Kind. Get out there, guys. I'll listen to it. Um, I've listened to all their episodes up until now. It's a group of people sitting around in a room, just friends, uh, chewing the fat, talking about the paranormal. And uh, giving some really interesting points out there and uh, having a bit of a laugh as well. So, highly recommended. Um, right, let's get into the show. So, without further ado, I would like to bring to the show Sherry Jawinski. Are you there, Sherry? I am. Thank you very much. No problem. And how are you doing today? Amazing. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay. Now, we did have a bit of a chat earlier on, and I know there's some uh, juicy morsels that are out there that we can kind of get into. Um, but for people that don't know you and uh, your background, spiritual medium, alchemist, druid, um, a bit batshit crazy, I think you mentioned to me earlier on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was your words, not mine. Not mine. Um, yeah. Can you just give us a little kind of an intro into Sherry's life, kind of your life in, in this world, this otherworldly kind of experience? And how did you get into it? Did something happen that started it off? Yeah. Um, as you know, there are all sorts of stories out there that your people are either born with certain gifts or they have accidents and end up with gifts. And as we sort of brushed on it earlier a little bit is um, I did have a, a fatal situation when I was a lot younger um, that was a head injury that you could say that led to more of a spiritual experience because you've touched that sort of other world, if you like. But I remember having experiences a lot earlier than that and having an awareness, very sort of telepathic, very empathic, could tell what people were feeling and thinking, um, very, very aware of the sort of energies of people and obviously um, it leads you or you grow on from that becoming a spiritual medium or becoming more aware that we have that extra sense. So I've ended up obviously in my latter years being a spiritual medium and following in that path which obviously leads you to a journey of self-fulfillment and where you are in the world and your more morality, your sense of self. So the Druidic course was what spoke to me because it's obviously the ancient Celts, the beginning of time before Christianity and doctrinization and everything else took the world over. So no biggie. I wanted to go back to the very beginning and grassroots, if you like, find out what we're all about and while we're here I'm still working it out to be perfectly honest and being a spiritual medium doesn't really give me any answers as such it just makes things more complex because the spirit world is as huge as ours and and you know one of my disciplines is that ego doesn't lead the way with this it's about having an openness and awareness and and being broad-minded and 
and allowing information in. So it hasn't been an easy journey. You know, I was brought up very strictly Christian and when I admitted to being a heretic or an eclectic witch or druid, ovate, whatever you'd like to call me, um, I was heavily ostracized and quite sort of pushed away from lots of people. Um, I didn't understand why there was that sort of fear or that resistance against it. And the more I realized I was studying and learning and traveling and doing things that I was unearthing things that people didn't really want to talk about or know about. And of course, that made it even more sexy for me. If it's someone else doesn't want to touch it, then why? You know, what is it? Is it real? Is it not real? So I like a bit of science, a bit of philosophy, a bit of astrology. And now I call myself more of an alchemist. So it's the balance. So many people are so imbalanced out there. Their heart, mind and soul aren't in kilter. They'll they'll do something that might give them a sort of numinous sort of feeling but don't really know why or their diets are wrong or their careers are wrong or their families are angry and they come to me and it's just why is this going on and, and I help them put it all apart and throw all the balls in the air and, and look at everything. Life is complex and it's a trial and it's a lesson. So but it's also really exciting and really amazing. So for me, if you say, well, that all sounds all over the place, what's exciting? Why do I do what I do? It's probably because somebody rocks up at my door wanting a few answers, and I've got a labyrinth of books here. I'll, complete, I'll just even confuse them even more and just just go for it. And but if you like unravel them, I see people like a ball of wool. It's all tight and it's all woven up and it's all full of what we've taught ourselves. And most of it isn't right. It's other people's thoughts and feelings. You're looking outside of yourself. So I like to unravel that ball and get them to feel and think in colour and, and be aware. And I suppose the spiritual medium journey is just to, for someone to get in touch with their inner self, their spiritual self, their their core, their sense, their divinity, their morality, all that stuff. And finding that in someone and watching their eyes light up and just, so my uncle did say something to me or when I had the accident and I didn't die in it and I knew someone was with me or these numbers that keep coming up or I keep seeing colours or I see orbs or I see this and you just say, Nothing is right and nothing is wrong. What you feel, you see, or you think, or your intuition is what it is. That's your reality. Somebody else's perception and reality could be totally different. So as you can tell, I'll go off on all sorts of tangents. You ask me a question about being a medium and, and spiritual and all those things, then that might sort of epitomize what I'm all about, which is all over the place. And when people say to me, what are you doing and why are you doing it? It's like walking into an alley, like a Harry Potter alley, into an old sweet shop with a big jar on the top shelf with the biggest lollies. Now, the biggest lollies to me is the knowledge, the occult that no one else wants to seem to touch. And I'm all over it.
That's a long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it was. It was a long answer, but also it, it was a fascinating answer. Um, and, and what yes. I kind of gauge from from your story there, did you have any experiences prior to the head injury? And what what age were you at when you had the head injury? I was. I think I was five or six years old. It was unfortunately a a real tragedy. So it was inflicted. It wasn't an accident. Okay. Um, and I was in a children's home in London, and it was a very, I was very, very tormented. You imagine I wasn't with my family. I didn't have anyone to protect me. And, you know, it was one of those those stories where children end up with people that are just making money out of the system. Um, so I was around people that I had nothing in common with, that were aggressive, not particularly intelligent, just not very pleasant people. And I had to learn very, very quickly, some life skills. Now, I I know that after that situation had occurred, I saw and felt things differently. And it wasn't just, you know, yes, lots of fear, lots of, um, you know, feeling abandoned. There was all sorts of things going on. But a lot of people will say when you have a sort of a near-death experience that you come back and you come back a different person but I swear that I'd gone that I felt my body leave me and I don't remember or there, there was sort of nothing that sort of angels coming to me or all sorts of things like that I and mean, people get all sorts of different things that come to them but what happened with me was my awareness was huge I was massively tele- telepathic and hugely psychic so whether spirit came to me and decided that I wasn't going to die at that point and you know maybe they were there for me or whether because I'd let go of the human experience that I realized that actually I couldn't control it because actually not really working with the spirit world is about control isn't it so if you're just aware that there's something else there that could be more than life and actually, maybe dying isn't as scary as you'd think because if I'd been there and come back again and, you know, I came back, if you like, a better person, then what's all that about? So, but the perception and the sensitivity, so I worked out that the people around me, I could sense whether they are in a good or bad mood. I could tell what they were, or preempt what they were going to do next. And I learned to be very, very clever as to where I was and what I did. Um, and I spent a lot of time with nature, huge amounts of time wandering around. And of course, that was when the spiritual experiences started to happen, where I'd hear things and see things and smell perfume and uh, it's what they call the animism, where you become aware. In, I was fascinated by insects and birds, and I would watch them for hours. So you could say, did I find solace in that? Or had I learned at a very early age to learn how to sort of meditate and to use mindfulness and, and to take myself off into another world, which perhaps, or not proven, gives you a more spiritual lean into life. Do you do you think because obviously there's two different things here. What one of them is the spiritual kind of connections that you had, and the other thing I suppose are they the same as any paranormal experiences you've had? I mean, 
when you see spirits, uh, I, I, I presume that you do see spirits, not just hear spirits. Occasionally, not as often. My daughter sees a lot. I get more. I'm more of the other senses and more clairaudience. So, I will to give you an example. My ears start to burn. I'll get a feeling on the back of my neck. I become. I have a physical awareness. It becomes freezing, um, and the smell. So. My senses are very strong. I don't know why my sight isn't as much. Um, and obviously I use, um, I do an awful lot of channeling. And so say, say if I start to sew or draw or do things, I swear I can make things sometimes that I couldn't ordinarily do. So there is, there's, I think we can all channel in different ways, can't we? I agree we can. I mean, some, some people claim that... That we are all capable of doing these things. Other people say, "No, you're you're gifted. You're a gifted person, Sherry. I'm not. Uh, I'm just a run of the mill bloke, so I can't do them things." Is there any truth which, which way around is is the correct way to think? Are we all gifted, or have we all got the ability, or is it select people? Well, one of my arguments, because I like, as I was saying, I like to add a bit of science to things, not just the sort of woo woo. So. It has been proven that you you resonate at a certain level. You and I are talking right now, and we're beta. So if you start to concentrate and sort of let yourself go into a meditative state, you reach alpha. Alpha is more of a resonance for the spirit. So that's why meditation brings you more to spiritual levels. So while you're in an alpha state, which is or theta, which is even more relaxed, you take a pen to paper and you just let it go. And just see what comes through to you. There is a very large percentage of people that will start to doodle something or draw something or get something. Um, and, you know, some people might say, well, that's the individual doing it. But what if they start to write music they can't write or they speak in a language they can't speak or they can play music or they can do art? You know, I, I know so many people that are, in, are capable of channeling and doing things that they know doesn't belong to them. This so to give, yeah, to give you an uh, to give you a really good example of when I first started to open up, not be so scared of it and play around with it. So I had an incredible sort of auntie who took me to see Sylvia Sims back in the day, a long, long time ago. And Sylvia obviously told me that. There was a chance that if I had cards, that it would be the way to go for me. And I was incredulous. I'd never heard of tarot cards before. So she had introduced me to the spirit world. Now, I didn't know that my family, because we didn't grow up with my family, had these gifts. My father did the cards. My aunt did the tea leaves. My other aunt was an occultist, famous occultist in Ealing. I hadn't met any of them. I didn't know any of this. So my aunt had passed. And one morning, just out of nowhere, I thought, oh, my God, I've, I've just got to just learn to knit and sew again. I just want to do this. I can't remember how to do it. And for some reason, I just thought, now, who did I know that was really spiritual? Who's there in the spirit world that could help me? And this is no word of a lie. So I just sort of said in my head to Auntie Lloyd, look, can you remind me how to get knitting again? I just, it, the winter's coming. I just want to learn again. And I was just. I left it and in the morning I got up and I just remembered and my kids were sort of there thinking you know where's breakfast what's mum doing and I'd grabbed a ball of wool 
and some legals and I just started to cast on and I swear to God I could not remember and then I got an old-fashioned sewing machine and I went from not being able to sew at all to finding a pattern for a medieval dress which was just like a sort of a mock-up tore up some old sheets and made a dress and a few friends sort of like I thought you couldn't sew and I said I can't so is it will is it then or is it that if somebody is spiritual on the other side, so we get into a car, I'm sure we've all done this, we don't want to drive that day, we feel bad about it, we call in something and we just say, could you just be here? You know, it's a mad day on the road. How many times have you lost yourself driving from A to B and realised that you've had a really relaxed journey and actually don't remember any of it? Now, you could argue that's just your mind, but I would argue that sometimes they can come in and take over. And this is a lovely story. You'll love this. So a friend of mine was a very well-known racing driver. So his name was Gammon, and he raced at Goodwood. Okay, yeah. He, he used to race the Lola uh, racing cars. And he had a, a horrific, or was it him or his friend? Anyway, there was a horrific accident at Goodwood. And the car was smashed a bit. There was fuel everywhere. Um, I don't think it caught light, but anyway, it was horrendous. When they got to the car, um, because it was this was back in the 50s, so the cars were nowhere near as safe as they were now. They really did think that it was just going to be the very worst. Now, the electrics, which were obviously very sort of basic in those days, had all been switched off and it hadn't caught light and there was no reason why it shouldn't have. He hadn't turned it off. And he still swears, I mean, he swore to the day that as he was driving around the track, he knew he'd hit trouble and he spoke to another friend that had passed racing and just said, right, I'm a goner, mate. Can you step in and help me? And he survived it and he swore after that that he felt this chat with him and he switched off the electrics to stop the car from blowing up. Wow. That's so, crazy. you know, that, I mean, that story's just come out of nowhere. But, I mean, and it's in that you can find the clippings. You can find, so basically his name, I think it was Percy Gammon, was, it was the Lolas that he used to drive. And you probably know they were just so dangerous, those cars. I mean, if you really had a bad accident, there's fuel everywhere. Yeah, I think, I think back in the day, if you had if, if one of them vehicles, he... He wasn't a good kind of experience to go through. I think it was quite fatal or very serious anyway. Mm-hmm. So he, he yeah, felt, so he felt, he felt almost like this this person took over from him and, and took control and, and almost automatically did everything. And he, he was not aware that it happened. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not the only time that I've had particularly... Because roads are very busy, and if you if you talk to mediums, if they really are serious mediums, and they take it very seriously, and they're very sensitive and very aware of fluxes. So I remember having to drive to Shropshire, and I was with a girlfriend, and I broke out in a sweat as if I had some sort of um, flu or bug or something. I just she could see it beading on my forehead. I felt nauseous, and I said to I I don't know what is going on but I just feel so awful and my stomach was turning over and she went oh I should have warned you there was a pile up here and there was you know three people left two people died and it's just like why didn't you tell me before we got here so this is where uh, we as 
humans can have these physical outbreaks and experiences and and then after I passed from that area I was okay again so is this when people say you know I had this t- I walked into this area of a building and I had a horrible feeling in there is that kind of almost yeah. something that's been in essence that's been left there from a, an event that's happened in the past yeah because as you do believe I mean as I was saying about how we resonate the energy spiritual energy as in you know you can you can get the feeling of a house can't you walk in and it, and it feels open and it feels warm and there are other places it's austere it's it's the temperature's different you can usually feel that energetic difference now this is one of the reasons why i just wonder why people are so skeptical when you know i suppose my argument is the physical body reacts to things and that you can't explain that can you the difference in temperature you can't fake that so obviously moving on to Ouija boards and seances and various things I haven't touched any of that throughout my life because I'm so aware of how powerful the spirit world is but I've had experiences not that long ago with with a Ouija board where the room went freezing cold and the glass was only a small tumbler Fun so fast that there's no way the physical body, our physical bodies, could do that. So the energy that spirit is creating to be able to have that phenomena, scientists are disproved over and over again. Table topping obviously was sort of you know, faked or whatever. I've not seen the table shaking about. I shouldn't really preempt it, should I? <laughs> but um, you know, so my argument is when it's so the naked eye, and as you said, you've seen orbs. I've seen orbs also. Um, that I, I live. I live in a world that actually, if you told me that I had to deny what I believed in or what I saw, then I would be burnt at the stake all over again because I couldn't not deny it. I owe them that, if you like. I feel a responsibility. Who, who's them when you say I owe them? Well, the, 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 the spirit world, the, you know, because it's, I live on a ley line, which obviously is another thing about energetically that you're more likely to find spirit. Churches are built on ley lines, holy and pagan places. Pilgrimages are based on ley lines. So the, there are electromagnetic areas all over the world. All, there are maps all the way through England that your instinct will carry you along them, and spirit also. Isn't that fascinating? To be honest with you, a lot of the things that you were saying, and I know we spoke earlier on about some of these things, and I suppose we, obviously we need to speak about them again. Um, the, the things that I've actually kind of looked into a lot in the past and, and really kind of have gone for, I believe then, you know, so things like the, the, the ley lines, um, about the energy, um all these things that we talked about vibrations earlier on, which is a fascinating thing as well. I, I just think that we, especially right now, I think we're at a, a time in the world where people are more comfortable to becoming open and awake about things that are going on. Um, and I, w- I would just love to see through your eyes or, or to, to kind of have the experiences that you have. I mean, some of the things that I need to ask you, obviously, is 
can you remember the first time that you had any kind of communication with spirit? What what is spirit? Are, are spirit an energy? Are the um, what, what? How exactly do they present themselves to you? Well, the thing that I believe is that it takes them an, an immense amount of energy to be able to uh, transform themselves into something that's material, or to make something move, or to do something. And the theory is is that if they're trying to communicate with you, you can stop it off for a certain period of time and they will eventually get through. And when I knew that I was hearing and feeling things, so I was, as a child, all sorts of things happened. Um, and I was deeply spiritual because I was brought up quite Christian and, you know, into my Bible or whatever. So, you know, I was always sort of aware, was I going to see angels? Was I going to see things? So... I don't feel anything that I saw then particularly credible until I was a teenager. And I could sense this sort of feeling of foreboding in that um, I kept cycling through a place called Roland's Castle, which is very old. And I was very aware of an area that had quite a heavy feeling to it. Um, and I'd try and go past really quickly, but it was quite hilly, so I couldn't always get past this area. But... I would just think, oh, it's just in your head, it's just in your head. And then one day I heard this male voice shouting at me really loudly. Um, and I thought, oh, my God, who's that? I mean, it really did feel like a person was there. Um, and then I actually heard sort of the trees moving at another time. And, and then when I asked people later, was it is, was it something else? But actually that part of the woodland, that area, had a reputation for having a really dark, sinister feeling. So because of the clarification, and then as I started to open up and saying, actually, I'm not gaga, there is other things. Be aware that, you know, you don't hear a voice that loud. It's a male voice. It's not your voice. You know it's separate. Da, da, da. So you're doing that whole, that the old place that I was working in, and this is no word of a lie, the handle on the door started to turn. There was no one the other side, and it was the strangest feeling because I thought, oh, there you are. That's someone there then. And it was such an acceptance. It was almost as if it was, yeah, we're here. And then obviously a little later on, I found that this is a very old part of Emsworth, which is a smuggling village. And weirdly, I bought my first house there a very old smuggling cottage, which was honestly, the back door was freezing. And at one evening, it sounded like the door, back door had been slammed open. You could hear something dragging across the floor, very, very heavy. It was freezing cold. My cat went crazy, went up the stairs, got up into the loft, into the eaves and wouldn't come back down. I could see my breath. And then I found out later, because I was right by the water, the smuggling cottages, there's this bashing through the back doors, dragging the old, whatever it was, brandy or God knows, with his body, whatever it was. But I knew from then on in that I was going to be having these experiences. Now, I should have been really, really scared, but I wasn't, because I think I'd actually decided or... You know, that bit that was resistant to it was, this is your life. You know, these things are going to be happening. If you block it out, then they just start shouting at you, I think is what I thought. 
And obviously, as soon as the stuff, I mean, I didn't have conversations with people very often about how clear these were. And since then, I could just, just tell you story after story after story where I'm just very accepting and I'll just think, you know, sometimes they're annoying. You know, there's, in my house, there's a lady that wafted an out that wears a certain perfume that you can't even buy now. You know, you can smell it to sort of an old, old-fashioned yardly or something. So when that scent still exists, that's an extraordinary phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, that, and, and again, these are the, the typical things. That, in fact, I spoke to a, a family member the other day. It was me, my father, and uh, I did a little mini interview with him, which has got to go out. Yeah, but he, he describes one of his friends used to have uh, a lady that used to walk through uh, the, the flat where he lived, and he knew when she was coming because number one, the cat used to go mad in the house and jump on his lap, uh, and then mm. and then you have the smell of lavender. And he knew she was going to come through the wall. So, again, it's kind of almost like not just one sense. They kind of come together, don't they? They come in a group of things. So you, you get the, you yeah. get the smell, you can get the, the sight sometimes, the sounds, uh, animals reacting to it. I've got to ask you as well, and some of these questions will be random, they will be sporadic. Um mm. But I'm trying to find out because when I've got somebody like yourself uh, on the show and talking, I, re- I really want to pick your brain with things. So... I've spoken to other people in the past, and they'll tell you that, that spirits are the, the people who've passed over, and that's their spirits. Other people, especially in certain religions, will tell you, yeah, that's people, but, but then you've got the powerful ones, you've got the, the angels, you've got the demons. Where do you sit with that? I think they're quite right. And um, you've heard probably heard of a, is it a succubus? Yes, have, yeah. yes yeah. both of them. That's two different ones, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, well, I don't know if I didn't want to believe in it. Um, my house in Chichester had several houses and they've all been haunted, weirdly. Um, it's almost as if I feel comfortable with it. So my old house in Chichester, I was very aware that there was a darker energy there. It didn't seem to bother me too much. My au pair that I had there for a while ran out of the house with a friend one night and wouldn't talk to me about what had happened. It was obviously something really freaked her out. But anyway, I digress. So I was stepping out of my bath one evening and I was pushed against the wall. Um, There was nothing there, obviously. And then I could feel sort of warmth on the back of my neck and on my back. And I remember at the time thinking, God, this is... This is quite an experience. This is this is really just not what you'd imagine. And I'd had a couple of glasses of wine and I just thought, well, you know, some and some. But anyway, as the breath was on the back of my neck, I just thought, actually, this probably isn't such a good thing. Although there isn't anything here as such, what, anyway, I let it go. Um, and probably wouldn't have this conversation with people for many, many years because they just think you're just out there. Um, and then only about a year, two years ago, I had a similar experience where I could feel a presence next to me. And I'd been reading or studying something at the time about the women on their own and and having a certain resonance and a certain openness that they would come in and they would sort of manipulate and they would actually sort of use you in your sleep. Now, I would have said that that was, that's just 
you know, too much. But actually, I think there could be something in it. Because if that's happened twice, they always seem to go for the neck and the back and the shoulders anyway. I remember sort of saying, you know, whatever it is, whatever you are, this is not, this is not, okay, this is a violation of my space. This is, you know, you, you, I might be resonating something. I might not be on the top of my game at the moment. It might be a bit flat, but it doesn't mean you can take advantage of this. And it's never happened since. And actually, when it happened last time, I was just starting to go through a divorce with my ex and I wasn't in a good space. And when it came back again, it wasn't in a good space. So I do believe there are spiritual vampires. There are There is the sinister bit as well as the good bit. So that's the other thing is to be disciplined with it and to be, and if you're coming from ego in the spirit world, that's a vulnerability. You think you're the big I am and you can do this and you can do that. They'll disprove you. So it's it's having having a face but having a integrity, I suppose, and, and being respectful. I don't know. Like like you would be in life, I think you need to be in spirit. Yeah, well, we, where I am, um, we, we've got a, a, an escape room, um, which is a horror escape room. It's, yeah. In fact, it, it sponsors the show. Um, and up there, we we've uh, we, we have ghost hunts uh, at night time. Obviously, I use the phrase ghost hunt, but we, we kind of, we understand it. We, we don't do the paranormal pantomime stuff. So people do genuinely have, and we don't mind. We're quite proud of this. They'll well have quiet nights up there where nothing really happens at all. There's one on, actually on tonight. Um but the one, the one rule that I have for everybody that comes to the ghost hunts is you have to be respectful. That's all. Even, yeah. I say even if you do not believe in this, just please be respectful because I don't want to be insulting whatever's inside that building and I don't want you agitating something because, you know, you. I would say if you've got a relative that had passed away, would you like the idea that I was talking disrespectful to him? You just wouldn't. So respect, yeah. I think, is, is a, an important part of, I suppose, connecting um, with, with the paranormal. You mentioned something else earlier on I wanted just to touch on. You, you said about um, becoming kind of connected to this world, which I'd like to find out if there's any techniques that people could use to try and... and can we all do this, by the way? Can we Can we all uh, become mediums? Have we all got that ability? I believe we've all got the five senses. So we were talking just very briefly about your pineal gland. Yes which obviously is the area of the brain, but there's also the, what they call the sort of the, uh, they call it the the ancient part of your brain, the stem. So we all have the equipment to be able to have that extrasensory. And if, it, you know, it, it's science that if you lose your eyesight, your ears become more powerful, your taste becomes more powerful. So I feel that if you hone certain abilities, and you use them, and neurologically as well, scientists have proved that you can remap areas of your brain. So if you're astute and attentive and intelligent, then surely your perception of life could be more numerous, could be more, I mean, Einstein argued that people didn't use their imagination, you know, what were they doing? So if you're imagining that, but what we're talking about is that there are manifestations so if there are manifestations and we, if you believe it, then on a molecular level, if you look at something and you put your attention on it, then surely it comes into being. So I'm not saying that we make it happen. What I'm saying is we make it 
enable it to become apparent. Does that make sense? It does. It, it, I was going, in my head, I was trying to think a little bit further. What, what, mm-hmm. what do you think would happen if, and I know this is never going to happen, but if every single individual on this planet, every single person bought into this, this way of thinking, um, trained mm-hmm. themselves to, to communicate or so at least to open up, I suppose that's more the point of opening up and allowing um, these these um, spirits to communicate with us, these, these people who've passed. I wonder what kind of a world we'd live in then. What I'd like to think is that if you're powerful enough to be able to be your own person, to be able to manifest and visualise as you see your life happening, if you know, there was you know the argument of the power of now, isn't it? Not preempting anything, not wishing for something forward, not looking backwards, thinking this moment in time, what is here, what is what you know, having that openness to notice, which sounds a bit Buddhist, isn't it? But surely that spiritual integrity and that feeling of just being right here takes the anxiety away, it takes all sorts of modern day malaise away so that your that spiritual feeling isn't just an outside manifestation, it's an inner thing as well. So then with alchemy they say that if you're more spiritual and you're lighter within then you'll experience more on the outside, which I've found to be true. So I'm not saying that I don't have really down moments and I have, you know, feelings of self-worth in me, you know, that is oh my God, you know, at the moment the world's very, very precarious. But, you know, look at a country like Ukraine for, for argument's sake. They're much more spiritual. They're much more aware of the inner importance of people, their integrity, their their intelligence. They're an extraordinary people. And they are still so resilient and still so because they know or they feel that this particular world is being torturous to them and their families, that they believe that they will be all back together at some point and they'll keep coming back and coming back and coming back. It can be destroyed. And, you know, some people say, oh, you know, war end it all. To them, it's just part of the circle of life. So that sounds a bit deep and a bit sort of full on, but that is one of the reasons why the spiritual bit is, attractive to me the continuity and the acceptance that it can be really messed up but is what would the next time be like will it be as torturous or will it be easier will it not does it happen does it not because i'm obviously into regression and other things and i've done regression too many times to not think that some of us have been here quite a few times so that's another part obviously the spiritual realm and not so much about ghosts but that's why some reside here. Some of them have had torturous things happen to them and their energy still remains. They haven't passed on to the next realm because they're, they're heavy, aren't they? They've got heavy, dense energy connected to the earth. Do you feel that? I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I really know what you're saying. I, I, I think um, I, I think the, the, the lines get blurred sometimes because... The problem that we have is we're, we're from the Western world. I think that's one of the biggest problems yeah. that we have. Now, I don't think anybody can argue that, that if you went out and spoke to the common person on the street and asked them um, about spirituality, you, you probably got one or two people that would be 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I like watching TV. I like watching the shows. Probably don't take the serious side of it, the, away from the glamour, and actually looking at what it does for you as a person, as a soul yourself. Um, yeah, I know by speaking to lots of people, um, Muslims, um, Buddhist, all different religions that are not from the West. It's just it's re- it's woven into their way of life. It's a given thing. Yeah. You know, they are taught that it's it's not to be scared of. It's there. It will communicate with you. But again, what you said, it's all about respect all the times. Whereas we've been westernized. And so when we get told about ghosts and spirits, we think of films like, you know, we think of films or games. Um, and I think that's the problem that we have. And I don't know whether, I don't know what your, your viewpoint is on this. Do you think that's just done, do you think it's done by design that, that we're kind of dumbed away yeah, from it? Without a doubt, because if you imagine you get hold of each individual and you tell them that they can experience their own divinity, their own spirituality, they don't have to go and speak to some hierarchy to repent of what they did last week or that, you know, if if you fill someone full of dread and sin and tell them that they're full of hellfire if they do anything wrong, you're, you're on the back foot all the time. You're always thinking, well, actually... You know, I can't do anything wrong. If you're born thinking that you're wrong or you've done something wrong, that's going to be your ethos. So, and if you're fearing the spirit world and thinking there's devils and demons and terrible things out there, then people aren't, it's not touchy feely, is it? You're not going to want to go there. It's not. So then you've got the other end of it, which is actually, well, you know, it's angelic, it's a beautiful realm, it's soft and fluffy, it's all lovely. That's wrong as well. So it's all about balance, isn't it? It's all about, as you say, Self-acceptance, what you believe is what you believe. To have someone else indoctrinate you or control you is what is wrong with the world. And that's why there's no unity, because everyone's like, well, he's Irish, he's wrong, or he's, he's from India, he's wrong. Nobody's wrong, are they? Because who's right? So unless we had unity, and that's probably getting, I won't get towards politics, that's another whole thing. But the controlling of the masses, I mean, that's why religion is really, really handy. You know, the it, the recent census has shown that pagans, heathens, druids, witches, whatever you want to call them, are no longer the minority. You know, Christianity is no longer the dominating religion in this country. So now the the churches are shutting because they haven't got the congregations, they haven't got the money, and they're now sort of, oh, well, let's offer them some food because they're so poor at the moment that maybe we'll get them back in. No, you know, because we don't want to be controlled anymore. So if you say, right, find something to set you free, a lot of people go, oh, I don't like that. You know, I'd rather stay as I am. People don't want you rocking their boats, do they? You know, you don't, it all becomes a bigger story, doesn't it? Do you think as well, some people, obviously some people well have been indoctrinated and so they, they kind of, they believe the media, they believe the TV, they believe whatever screen that they're looking at. But do you think there's mm. also a part of people that, I, I know I'm speaking from experience myself here, I would love to try and 
tap back into what I may have experienced when I was younger. I, I explained to you earlier on that I'd seen balls of light. I'd seen that on three different occasions in three different strange scenarios. They were definitely balls of light. They were like balloons that were, they were glowing, separate ones. The first one was orange by a windy when there was a storm on, right, come right next to my face and then shot off. Um, I saw one coming out of a, of a bungalow going straight up and then it disappeared. And coming out of a, a, a Catholic church, my kids were in a, a, a crest dingle thing at Christmas. And as we walked out, all the congregation were walking down the road. It was snowing. I happened to look up, and as I looked up, about 10 foot above me, head went on for about 15 foot. There was a blue light, and it just went along quietly. No noise or anything, and it disappeared. I looked around. Um, but, I, but I do wonder if... If I was taught, let's just say we're in a situation, you say to me, right, I can teach you now to, to tap in and there's a way to do it. I don't know if I want to grab that with both hands straight away because I'd be a bit worried that, shit, this might, this might work. You know, I might start mm-hmm. to experience it. And that's that's like, that's jumping off. You know, you're going up the left hill and aren't you going to jump off the end? And do I want to jump off the end? Because once you've jumped, I presume the doors are open. Um, unless you close myself. Um, but part of me wants to do it really bad. Part of me is a bit like kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we, I wouldn't want to wake up and someone was just stood by the side of your bed, middle of the night, you know. So, is, is this. Do you know, I used to get, I used to get agitated that I would, you know, have all the, this information coming to me. I mean, obviously, these messages that I get during readings, some of them are incredible. And I remember saying, you know, you never show yourself to me. Um, you know, why don't you, why don't you do that? And I don't know whether it's part of my sense or whether they'd think, if I could actually see some of these voices that I get, and they're so, I mean, sometimes obviously they're foreign voices, they don't always know, understand what it is or who they are. What if some of it is quite horrific? Maybe some of it is not great to see. Maybe they don't show themselves because they don't want that fear. So, Fear for us is experiencing something we can't handle, isn't it? Fear for us is the unknown, the, you know, a bit of a Scooby-Doo moment. You know, the dog suddenly, suddenly just pulls the face and you're like, oh, God, what's around the corner? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I get that, yeah. But, I mean, I've relayed messages for people and I've almost been, because I don't trance, because that does scare me, the sort of stuff spirit overtaking my body I'm, I'm not keen on that idea and I've had a chat with them about it it's like look I'd rather you didn't just in case I can't get rid of them again because I'm a bit lazy because I'll just say right if there's anybody here I'll get something for you um but I can't promise you because my I'm only as strong as the other person I'm working with because I'm a conduit so are they there's a bit of alchemy there so it creates a nice balance for them to be able to come in you know, if all of a sudden a big bearded bloke who stood there and just sort of tapping me on the shoulder, I'd probably shit myself and run away. And they'd be like, Look, you're no medium, are you? Really? You're scared about what you're doing. So, or is that just the way I see it? But I do believe that everybody has the common gift of that. Because why is there so many books about it? Why is there so much phenomena out there? And why is so much disproved? Because it isn't touchy feely. People don't, life is complicated. So people don't want to add more to it. So maybe that's with you. Maybe you've got enough on your plate that you've got a whole orchestra of people out there uh, nagging you and, and wanting your attention. And maybe that's too much. 
Yeah, and, and also I think in this kind of, this genre, uh, like everything, uh, we have this, this uh, you know, like the, the phrase that came up with Trump, I think it was the, the fake news. Like, I remember when he first came up, by the way, saying fake news, fake news, and I kept thinking, what a stupid thing to say, as if they get, the news is going to be fake. And then it was proven it was. But don't you think that, especially in this kind of, um, these circles, it's, it's the water's even more muddy because there's so many people out there who are supernatural salesmen, paranormal pantomimes. We all know them. You know, we have people local that, that do it. They're quite well known for doing it. They they profess to be real, but everyone knows that they're not. And I think that damages a lot of it because then the, the naysayers, the skeptics, just point towards these people and go, there you go, they, it, it's absolute rubbish. It's just a show they're putting yeah. on. So the, re, the real stuff falls between the cracks sometimes and we don't acknowledge it. So it's almost like, again, I don't know if it's done by design, but I would say that easily 80, if not 90%, of a lot of the things that go on within the paranormal world, I think is either people who are just willing it to happen as in that they just, you know, they'll see something and say, oh, you know, uh, orbs on film. Oh, that's an orb. I'd always go, hang on, but it could just be dust. Come on. You know, you've got, I think you've got yeah. to be sceptical because if you're not sceptical about it, then you can't take it serious. I, I'm I'm terrible to go on a paranormal investigation where because even at the, up at the rooms at 8 Palmel, um, I'm the first person to say something happened upstairs is a noise, and I'll say, guys, guys, it's just just the heating's kicking in. That's all it is. Whereas I know somebody else will go, <laughs> oh my god, did you hear the footstep upstairs? I won't do that. I hate the idea of that. I think it damages yeah. um, the, the world so much. And, and and again, I suppose it's it's well, he says it's, it's very disrespectful. We 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 are almost using um, the, the people who have passed over these spirits. We, we're using their identity to kind of just push and make money and and, and I, I just think it's a hot it's heartless sometimes it's hurtful i've watched one medium only i went to a, a, a pub a local pub this chap it was it was horrendous to watch i explained it to you earlier on in a nutshell guy gets on the stage it was a little bit like a clinton baptist I, th- I never thought i'd see anything like this this guy was 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 using these two um kind of uh, these, these little games like cold reading basically and he was getting people up and using the same tricks over and over again these two tricks and he'd virtually got all the the pub kind of he got people crying you know he was, he was talking to a woman saying these are these are these are these, these he got on the stage there's a male figure that's gone a male figure is it it's, your, your dad's not is your dad still here is your dad still here she was going uh, no my dad's still here okay so this is somebody else he could i don't know if it's your uncle it can't be your uncle i don't think it's your granddad and she was going my son he says he says it's young it's a young kid how young would you say so he, basically he was he was taking leads off this woman this poor woman i think with the pure will to want to 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 have a message from her son and this this kid was only young he was really young when he passed away and she was crying on the stage, and I'm thinking, how, how could you how could you do that to somebody? She's gone away. Mm. Okay, you could say she's gone away with, uh, may have got some comfort from that. But as, as the show, when it was a show, went on, it became more and more apparent to people. I do know right at the end, by the way, that, that there was a bit of a, a mutiny that went on. The landlady wasn't very happy with it, and I think he was refused payment in that look because he he'd, he'd said things about other people who were in the, inside the pub that were linked to the you know the, the owners and that law so it was just a really dangerous situation but the guy who was doing it i can't explain how horrible it was to watch this this human lie to people point blank to the face it no, was, just, it was absolutely horrible absolutely horrible but talking about well, the thing is, what would the spirit of well do i'm mean, sure you'd be vengeance though. you messed around with that and i don't i wouldn't think it would be very wise would you 
Uh, no, again, people people normally say the old saying, you know, the old, old classic. It's 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 not the dad that'll hurt you. I beg to differ. I I uh, I don't mess around. Uh, when I say mess around, I know people can use them properly and and with protection. That I don't place my finger um, on Ouija boards, and I don't because of when we were younger. Me and my mates, that was our TikTok, that was our Facebook. So we would sit in this little caravan. My mum and dad had got in the garden, and it was put there just for somewhere for us to kind of hang out rather than in the house. And we were we were like school age. And we decided to start trying to mess around with Ouija boards. There's lots of stories about that. Some horrendous things happened there as well. But I, I learned very quickly. So did the other people who, who me mates who were doing it with us that we weren't, we weren't making this up. This what was under, coming onto the board and speaking to us was various, or maybe one entity calling itself different things. But it was very apparent it was real. It knew things that that it could we couldn't know about all the people that weren't inside the caravan with us. Then we'd ask them, and they'd be like, "How did you know that?" You know, it, it had intelligence, it had a knowledge of everything and everybody. And it, 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 some really bad things happened to a couple of people who were involved in them kind of Ouija board sessions that we're doing. So I, I made a conscious decision way back when the, the final bad thing happened. Um, that's, I'm, not, I'm not touching one again. And the reason I don't is because, and this might sound silly, you might tell me it's right though, I worry that if I place my finger back on the board again, it's almost like it's going to go, oh, is he here? We found him again. You know, like kind of, a, well, I've connected again. Shit, we've got him, we found him. You know, we lost him for all these years, but we found him again. So I just don't want to tempt fate. I don't want to stick me stick in the hornet's nest just in case they do, they do come out and find me again. So I don't play, and nobody plays on Ouija board, but I don't use Ouija boards. I, I personally think they're dangerous um, and don't get involved in it. I, you do have to be careful with them. We, we, There's no doubt about that. I didn't touch them for many years. I mean, obviously, growing up is very well at this. Spirit world was very apparent, so surely that's like a radio for them. I mean, it's going to be even stronger way to be able to communicate, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I, I, we just mentioned it. I I think the spirit world can can be an amazing place. Um, I, I think it can be full of love. I think it can give people comfort. I also think, personally, I also think that that if somebody's really beautiful when they pass over, they stay beautiful. But I also don't think that people who, who are evil to the core pass over and then just become beautiful. I think they stay like that and they probably yeah. look for people to latch on to. People, uh, you were saying that earlier on about what you were going through in your life and you were probably at a low ebb and that was the perfect time for, for something to try and latch on to and use that uh, to that essence Yeah, advantage. absolutely. So, yeah. And, well, uh, I had a girl come to me for a reading and she was just, I could tell by her whole persona that she was troubled but it wasn't something that was conscious so it was something that she could feel but she wasn't really sure what it was but she didn't know how to tell me what the problem was um and um obviously part of what i do is being or bringing apparent what's in the subconscious so i'll ask them about their dreams and about you know reoccurring dreams and and thoughts and feelings and before she'd even relayed anything I said to her there's there's sort of a darkness in your sleep I could feel this sort of a heavy energetic weight around her and she picked up something from quite a young girl which had knew that in her sleeping time she was vulnerable and of course again you resonate when your sleep hence the dream world is more contact with spirit world so 
And I said there's a real dark heaviness. So obviously I worked in a shamanic way, which is obviously another complete thing to talk about another time. Um, helping her shifting that sort of trapped in her subconscious. So in her dreams, it could keep visiting back. It was where it resided, if you like. Um, and I wasn't sure whether we'd managed to do very much at all, but she sent me a message a couple of weeks later and she'd had the first full night's sleep in many, many years where it hadn't prevailed and she didn't get that feeling. Um, so, yeah, we are very much open to allowing those things in. And, I, and, and quite rightly, I can see why people do fear it, but then you could fear life, couldn't you? you could, if you fear something every day, they say you die every day. So with you, with Ouija boards, um, maybe you're aware that you have the power. Maybe you also know that your contact to the spirit world is a lot stronger than you like to buy into. You know, you're having, you're, we're talking now, you're, you're doing this program, you do what you do. So maybe you could do what I do threefold. But it's your choice as to how much contact you want with them or you allow with them. So you're in control of it. Whereas some people, when they're not in control of it and they don't respect it, as you said, then I, I think the spirit world is like this world. If you're gung-ho, then you're asking for trouble, aren't you? Yeah, complete, completely agree with you. I've written down three random questions now. So Have gonna, you? So I'm going to put you on the spot, right? These are Uh-oh. these are all over the place. Right, one of them, you mentioned earlier on when we were talking about, um, so if you see, no, I don't know why you said this, by the way, because it freaked me out a little bit. You said, but if you see numbers, right? Now, when we were off air before, earlier on, you, you mentioned about kind of, uh, I'm, this is just on a personal point here um about the idea that if uh, I, I saw the orbs of light i heard voices i used to hear um when i say voices i used to hear when i was small and bad it happened a few times very vividly i remember it it sounded like i was in the middle of a, a, a room that was full of about 100 people and they were all talking at the same time not necessarily talking at me but they were all talking it was that loud and that vibrant i couldn't hear what anyone was saying and i used to put the pillar over my head and even with the pillar over my head, it didn't muffle it. It's still, you could still hear the voices talking. Now, some people might say, um, were you dreaming? Do you know what? I, I suppose I would say, oh, I don't know, I was young. I, I could have been, but I'm telling you, it felt real. It felt real. So because I've got this, this fascination with the paranormal and wanted to look for answers, I hope in some weird way that I, I was conscious and awake when that happened. Um, but you also mentioned about uh, the ability to... Um, to look for sequences now you didn't know this and you could not find this out on the internet anywhere about me um people very close to me know that i have a very very strange thing that happens all the time to me everywhere i go randomly um i see in the all the three numbers you're thinking i'm gonna say i see 666 everywhere i knew you're gonna say six it's everywhere absolutely but i got four everywhere. as well um i got four and six Okay. Mm. Okay. That that's okay. I'll you should have put me through it. You should have said what a number. I, well, th- 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 uh, what I did. <laughs> what what what? what I tell you what it is, right? And this is random. I could tell you, again. I could tell you loads of stories, but it, it would take forever for me to go through it. But just to give an example, me me be driving along one day. I, I, I'm on the way up the road, and 
there was there was a, a couple of cars, and we were on like a, a dual carriageway driving along, and and I overtook one of the cars. I pulled back into the slow lane, and as I pulled back in, the car in front of me had whatever numbers around it and letters, but it had six 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 in it. I saw it straight away, so I thought, ooh, I don't like that because I used to always see the number and presume it was something bad. Automatically, it was bad. It's bad. So I, I pulled away from that car. And I carried on driving along, and I turned off the next junction because I didn't want to be anywhere near this car. This is how it was getting to me. As I pulled down the next road, the next car that pulled in front of me had 666 on it again. And I thought, no, that's mad. Well, it gets worse. The the very next turn I had to the right, I took a right turn, and as I went down this road, I had to pull over to the left. I had a car coming towards me, come past, and I pulled up behind the back of this Jeep, and the, the Jeep's reg was something like big 666 so within a matter of like 10 minutes deliberately i was trying to get away from the number it kept shoving itself back in front of my face and it happens all the time i see 666 my phone you know you have your um the emi number is it or something the 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 code inside your phone uh rang up me provider can you give us the emi number and i think can you give us the emi number yeah okay well i don't know what the emi number is unless i go into the settings i went into it and as i read it out to him i went blah 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 six six oh god he said what i said that's just (laughs) it haunts me so what do you know anything about the sequence of six 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 is it good is it bad please tell me it's good well, um, I'm really rubbish with numerology because obviously you've got the sequences of numbers, but I do believe because it's happened to me so many times um, where I've had sequences of numbers. So six isn't necessarily demonic. It's not necessarily something that's wrong. I think six is actually about receiving something or a message it could well be the spirit world saying no 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 you're not ignoring us we're going to keep flashing this up to get your attention because that's what i believe they're trying to do that's interesting okay so for me i was born on the date 29 and you just think just because 20 you were born on that date that you're going to keep seeing it but for me it's now become a bit of a running joke like with you so for example you'll love this so I'd gone to uh, train with a shaman abroad and I came back and I was buzzing. I was in a really good mood. I was really sort of feeling, my God, you know, I've, I've got an idea where I'm going, what I'm doing. And I got on this plane um, and as as you do, we all, you know, lots of people all fitted on there and I'm trying to shut myself down. I don't want to be reading everybody's energies or you know, doing whatever, and I've sat myself down next to these people, and I've looked above at the as I'm putting my bag above, and it's got 29 on my seat uh, number. So I just laughed and I just thought, okay. And I'd seen several that day, so I'm like, here we go. You're going to be having some fun with me. I was really aware. I just thought, okay, so you're looking after me on the journey. You know, this is all going on in my head. I'm like, there's someone around that. This journey's going to be unusual. And as the two next to me have put the televisions on, poof, they've both gone out. So I jokingly said to them, I, things do tend to go a bit awry when I'm around. I just, you know, I will just tell you that. So anyway, they looked at me like I was cock-a-loco. Everybody else, there's no word of a lie, everybody's televisions were working on the flipping plane. So they tapped the air hostess and said, can you be moved to another seat? So 
she just said, well, actually, to move all three of you would be quite difficult. But actually, uh, you're quite a tall man, so I'll find you an aisle seat. So she went off and she came back a little while. They're really irritated, these two, because they can't watch the television. So, And I'm trying not to be amused by, by it. And I might admit, mine blew as well. So anyway, they moved all three of us to an aisle, which was lovely because there was loads of room because it was sort of in the centre. Happened again. Both televisions went out. And now I just sort of said to them, well, you know, when I do spiritual readings and things, people's computers go, you know, it's just for the spirits of around. It affects electrics. With that, we've got the air hostess back again. And so can you move us away? from her <laughs> and they went and it was just hilarious and they just sat there without my television on and I just thought well fine you know obviously there's something with me but it's this sort of reiterates what I was saying messages will come and things when obviously electricity is something that they really like to play with and I think it's probably because it's easy for them so this 666 if you turn it the other way up then it becomes quite powerful because it becomes a nine, doesn't it? Mm. And the nine represents eternity and it is everything, all and everything. So if six isn't quite eternity and isn't quite everything, maybe it's their hint for your fulfillment, this is just a stab in the dark, that six is something needs to happen to come around for you. Maybe 2026 will be your year. Maybe, you know, this six, the six months of the year, six minutes, six days, start to maybe take it a little bit further, not become neurotic and just sort of waiting for the next six, but seeing if it does operate for you and it works somehow in your life that it means more than numbers that just freak you out. Do you see what I mean? I've started to try to look at it now that, I've started, yeah. I used to say it was... T- what did they say? I, I, I now, weirdly, whenever I see it now, I actually, I see it as a message from Spirit saying, you're going the right way, keep doing that. That you're on the right yeah. path. That's how I take it now. Where I used to be was like, oh no, I've seen it again. And like I say, some of the some of the craziest places I've seen it. I, I, went, to, I went to Argos once, got something, number 666. I've been... You know, if I go into a shop and buy a couple of items, put them on the till, they go six six pounds sixty six. I'll say, I'll get something else as well. And so it does pop up, and I can understand some people say to me, "You're looking for it," so you know they wouldn't notice it necessarily on the car. Whereas my my eyes hone in on it straight away. But it just happens in such the most random, bizarre ways that I can't just say, "Yeah, I'm looking for it," because I, I would all I would see five 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 seven 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 two two two. You know, I try to look if I'm looking for numbers, I'd see the sequence of three numbers as well, and I don't. I just see 666 everywhere I go. Right, next question there. So number, this is the next one I wrote down. Um, we were speaking, and you said to me, uh, can I just ask you, before we started, you said, mm-hmm. are, are you in the studio on your own? I said, yeah, I'm in the studio right on my own. And you said, okay, w- is there anything behind that? Because I'm a little bit nervous now looking around. Well, something a bit odd happened earlier. Um, and I don't know whether this means anything to you at all, because if I if somebody asks for reading or someone makes contact with me and, and that spiritual bit, it can be all, you know, I don't bring it up all the time. It's not, you know, palatable for some people, but obviously I opened up. Um, and I was very aware. Does, does swimming pools mean anything to you? 
they probably wouldn't want to think about it because you've already done one thing, which has actually freaked me out a little bit. Because you know when I said 666 six, six, and you said, I'm also getting a four, yeah? Well, yeah. four is my house number. That's the house I live at, number four. So when you said okay. that, I thought, ah, well, you, again, you couldn't find that out anywhere. Swimming pools, if I probably think about it, possibly. Are, are you picking up on, on swimming pools? Yeah, and... Um... I don't know why it came into my head and it's gone again now. Who was the um, Olympic swimmer, the ball swimmer? Um, um, Duncan Goodhue. Duncan Goodhue. So I got given the name Duncan Goodhue and the swimming pools and I was just sort of, that's random. He's 65. I know he came from where I, you know, near to where I live. But what was weird was why would that suddenly pop into my head? Who's Duncan Goodshoe to me? And I, that's what will happen for me. I'll get a random name or I got this Olympic swimming pool. So obviously something in spirit is trying to give me this information, but I didn't know why. So I looked up Duncan Goodshoe to see what would coincide with you. I'd just been in contact with you. Okay. And all I could get that may mean something that is leading some for us to be able to make sense of it if if at all it means anything is that he did a show with a guy who wants to prove that astrology could change your life and that if you work with astrology so that was a bit sort of out there i know but going back to numerology um you know that it was it's seen as a divine a divinatory way of communicating. So when you talk about, you know, the numbers meaning something to you, if it's very complicated to use the whole alphabet to try and get a message through, isn't it? Yeah, it's also something that was instilled in me growing up. I mean, my, my mum uh, passed away like, 16 years ago now, suddenly. Um, she was the person, by the way, I, I used to think it was mum sending the 666 because I'm called Damon. And I used to say to my mum, because obviously there's the joke about the omen, Damien Omen. Um, and I used to say, well, you give me the name. You can't give me a name and then take the mick out of it. I used to think, and again, I was probably wanting it to be that. I used to think, oh, that's my mum saying I'm here, 666. You know, it, it's relevant to, to the omen, it's you. Um, but, she, but she always used to say to me as well that, 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 that things will happen on certain days because they're important. And she used, to, she used to, she never said numbers are important in the spiritual, but she used to say that special things will happen on certain days, you'll notice. So, you know, maybe father had to have, not a great thing, but he had to have an exploratory operation on his throat, which turned out to be, he is alive, but it turned out to be great for cancer. He, 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 that happened on Valentine's Day. So, my mum died shortly after that. And sometimes I wonder to myself, is that kind of like something so that every Valentine's Day I'll remember their love that they had i don't know i don't know you can kind of piece things together sometimes but no. i do i do i do think there's i do think there's a, a power in numbers and i think there's a meaning to it uh, my my partner she she's obsessed with the number three everything's three so she she will like set a, 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 a an alarm clock to three minutes past something or 13 or 33 there's always a three somewhere she she, she thinks it's the, the the perfect number it's just it's everything so i, I think there's a lot of numbers yeah well, I th yeah, I think three is quite important because obviously if you if you get a triangle, which is one of the most powerful symbols, you've got the, the, the three going on, haven't you? 
for us to be in our complete power, heart, mind, and soul, that's three. And then you've got the trigonometry, you've got the, you know, the ancient symbols of triangles. So obviously the woman's punani or whatever you want to call it is a triangle. So yeah. that is seen as the beginning of the world. The Holy Trinity. The end of the world. Father, the Son, the Holy <laughs> Spirit, that's there. Was it, Birth, yeah. Christ was, uh, I think I'm right in saying Christ was supposedly uh, crucified at three o'clock in the afternoon. I think Satan was cast out at three in the morning and... Didn't Jesus die when he was 33? There you go. So, and then three goes into nine three times. So, as I was saying to you, that's why numerology nine is so powerful. But if you, I mean, I'm not particularly good with math, but, you know, it's like the circumference of the earth. You add it up and then you do whatever to it and it crunches down to the numbers have an incredible power to them. So, sequences of them. But again, it's going back to our awareness, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, when they say, uh, when you're looking for something, do you find it? You know, if you're aware and if you've got your eyes down and you're closed off, then it makes sense you're not going to get these things, isn't it? I I I think it's sad to just be so closed off to whatever it is, not just necessarily the spiritual world, but to knowledge per se, to be just sort of like, oh, well, you know, it's only philosophers or scholars that should be delving into the ancient past. I mean, if you mention the occult people, I remember a very good girlfriend of mine, you know, what's all that about? You know, it's all dark, it's whatever. And I said, have you read what occult means? It just means the unknown. You know, it's not necessarily the secrets. It's, it's the world of stuff that hasn't been proved or disproved that science flows you know flies into the face of adversity and that science can't disprove certain things and that to me is great because science isn't necessarily good is it science and medicine and various other things they're too weighted away from the spiritual part of illness and that's obviously where the Hippocratic Oath and all that comes from so that's another story completely but the spiritual world is so huge when people come to me and say, oh, well, I really want to learn a bit about it or I want to understand a bit more about it, it is well, it is massive because it seeps into everything, doesn't yeah, it, in it's, some way? It's, uh, yeah, and again, if we if we went back to the beginning of, of time when we had two exact, you know, two identical Earths, and um, I think if technology never surfaced and we just stayed... Um, oh, I wouldn't say you know more more primitive, um, but not necessarily more stupid because you, that doesn't mean you're only as intelligent as, as your surroundings. But I think if you had an earth where people are just allowed to live uh, in nature and just to connect and understand, you know, with what you've got in the in the area that you live in, you couldn't visit someone else and nobody could influence you. And then you have the world that we live in now. I think, like we said at the beginning, we we've been indoctrinated to kind of believe something in a certain way. So. I, th- I think, unfortunately for us in the West, um, we, we are kind of guided to, to not want to connect to this, not want to be Im- involved in what's going on. Because you're ridiculed. If, if I stood in a room now with, with 20 people and said, right, in front of all 20 of you, who here believes in the paranormal? 
depending on the group you've got there, but I think if you, you had like a, a, a normal demographic of people there, you'd probably find one or two might put their hands up rather sheepishly. But if I took them 20 people separately and said, listen, no one else is going to know now, do you believe in the paranormal? You'd find a lot more of them would go, yeah, I actually do, but I didn't want to stick my hand up in there. So we, we kind of taught that you can't, you can't say out loud in a group, yeah, I believe in the paranormal. But I know, from, I know from personal experience where I spoke to people and they've, they've denied that they've got anything they want to tell me. They've pulled me aside later on and said, listen, something did happen to me when I was a kid or I did experience this. So I think it's a very personal thing, but we, we're kind of, we, we've been, we've been moulded now not to kind of question it and let's just, let's just, let's watch TikTok, let's watch a film, let's go, you know, let's go watch a Marvel film and let's forget about all these weird things because they're only films anyway. You know, we're taught it's all to do with films. Um... But yeah, I, I I just think I just hope I really really hope um, that that we we can all start to kind of at least at least open your mind and give it a, give it a go give it a chance um, because if we if we just carry on the way that we're going I think especially like I say in the West we're going to become soulless you know it's going to be too late by the time that we die that's when we realise that it was all true but then you're you're dying you know you, you you've already got to that point. Um, we did mention as well, you know, uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot here. Did we mention earlier on that you you were you were there was an offer of possibly uh, doing some channeling, or was there something that you might be able to do? Yeah, well, obviously I did that when I got the Duncan Goodhue thing, which if it means anything to anybody, then I, I, I'd be, I will. I would like that. to know what, what significance that was. I couldn't work that out, and they got the name clearly. I got the pool, maybe. Sadly, something might be happening there. But, you know, that has okay. happened to her revolutions. I did feel the presence of a woman when I was speaking to you earlier. Okay. So to describe her or how I'm feeling, the way that I work, obviously, is that I will just try and take on how she feels. So my chest feels quite heavy. Did she used to be a smoker? Uh, no, no, she, she wasn't a smoker. Okay. Was there a problem with the chest? Uh, no. Um, well, not that I was aware of, even though I did find out when she passed away that there was there was some health things that she'd mentioned to other people, but not to the family. You know, friends, she'd go, oh, I've had this or I've had that, but she never actually... I don't think there was anything to do with an actual health issue with, with the breathing, no. Yeah. No, more I can feel like a weight of my stomach. So I don't know whether that... Whether she could be a bit of a nervous person, so I'm I'm picking up on that that sort of feeling, or whether you know I would um, see the way that you'd work if you pick up on someone's energy is if they're a bit nervy around you. If you're picking up on that, would they be like that as the person? Would they be open as they met me, or would they be a bit guarded and a bit? Oh, I don't know about her. So there is there is a bit of um, not shyness so much, just not sure what to say not particularly wanting to have too much of a conversation but very much a present um was the swimming pool anything to do with your mother and you was that does that mean anything see i i am i am racking my brains i mean obviously i will have memories of, of, of the swimming pool i can remember there was one particular little like we weren't posh by the way it's just we found there was a little uh, private pool somewhere locally where you could go and it was a, it was a tiny little pool 
Um, but it wasn't my mother who took us there. It was actually a, a, a girl that we were friends with, a dad and that used to take us and we used to go. But it was a tiny little pool, but it was it was that warm because it was small. It was like going in a bath. So we go, we'd, rather than go to the big public pools where it's freezing, we'd just go and spend a, a night, a week at this this place. But I, I, will, I will, you know, I'm not going to put anything out of my mind. I will keep um, looking into how that that can kind of connect in with things. Um, but is, is there anything else that you might be picking up on? Like everything, if you want to try and will it or you concentrate on it, it doesn't necessarily work like that. But yeah. um, let me just see whether I can. I suppose as well, we, we are talking as in, it, it might not necessarily be my mum. You know, I have had other female relatives who passed away so I'm trying to think if it could connect with somebody else as well I'm getting, I'm getting quite strong curls in the hair and definitely greyer later and the curls stay because quite often when someone's quite curly when they get older it doesn't necessarily stay um, and I could see something I could see something red so I don't know if it's something that they used to like to wear. Um, I don't know, it's not clear. It's almost as if now I'm trying to focus my attention on it. It's not wanting to become apparent. But I am getting the initial F. Does that mean anything? Is it Francis, Frida? No, it's really weird you should say that. Because it, it wasn't. It wasn't, but... Um, you were describing one of my great aunties called who was Auntie Frida, so you, you were describing it, and get and she was a smoker, so um, oh okay, yeah, great kill, yeah. So that's that's brilliant. That's that's um, that's fitted. I'll probably find out that she's she 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 used to date Duncan Goodyear's dad or something like that. I'll, I'll find out what it is. I'll, I'll have a way with yeah, my dad. And the thing that I've found when I do a reading for somebody is that I'll get something really random and I used to either be embarrassed, you know, see a, I remember seeing a, a, a drain hole cover once and it was just like, what on earth am I seeing that for? And I just said to the girl I was doing the reading for, this is really random and I, I'm just going to say it because but I keep seeing drain hole covers and she said, I'm terrified of them, I won't go near them, I won't walk near them. And it was that was something that she needed to regress, something to do with the past life. So the other thing I was going to say to you about when you don't particularly want to to go into the spirit world um, or you don't want to get involved in it, you're not really into it. A girlfriend of mine, who's quite a strong medium, had her 50th birthday party. She decided that she'd take her local well-known clairvoyant with us on a boat to the Port Solent. And they were going to have a bit of fun to see what was out on the water, what was, you know, ships that had gone down, ghosts, whatever. And I was busy having a drink. I really wasn't into it at all. Um, and we floated out. And, of course, drink, called spirit, is another way, and that's why some people can become so weird when they're drunk, is that they're open to spirit and certain things can happen. So I'm quite relaxed, having a nice Time and we start floating in this area and then drop the anchor and he's got a map, an ancient map of whatever went on in the Port Solent. So he knows where to stop the boat. So 
they stopped and of course people were like do you pick up on anything can you feel anything and of course i'd pipe up oh yeah there's two ships below one picked the other one starboard bound the two went down and they were big ships and they're quite ornate and, and i hadn't even thought about it and he looked at the map and i got it spot on and i looked at him with my mouth open because it wasn't even making any effort and then we went to another area and he says what do you pick up here and I tried then not to work too, because this is the thing, if you push it, you can lose it. You've just got to relax. And I just said, I don't know what this is below, below us, but I can feel it's very black, it's very heavy, and it's not pretty ornate like the boats over there. So he checked, and a trawler had gone down that was full of coal. So, and the stolen's deep, as you can imagine, but water carries the resonance of spirit as well as anything else yeah what water's uh, meant to be like a good conduit entity it's um mm. it, it, it's it's really powerful thing obviously you think about things like scrying as well um that people uh, people experience um right so I've, I've got another couple of questions um that i'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you um what i'll ask one question which is like the main one towards because this is obviously now we're coming towards the end of the, of the show. By the way, fantastic guest, so thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I, if I or anybody would like to look in uh, to, to kind of honing in on our own um, abilities, what's the best way to do it? How can we, what were our training schedules? What should we be doing each day that would give us that opportunity to, to do what you can do? Just awesome. You know, and it, it, I mean, I hate to be biblical, but when they say it's all for the asking, spirit world won't come in and start, you know, upsetting things unless you invite it in. So awareness or applying your mental energy to something and just asking, look, I'm new to this, I'm nervous to this, but do something to make yourself apparent. You know, um not necessarily do something to me, like move something or do something, but give me a sign. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you an, an example. I was chatting to Einstein, you know, like to do, he's in the spirit side. Intelligent man could come up with some answers that's so much more than me. And I said to him, I need somebody really articulate and intelligent to help me with the next leg of my journey someone that is into philosophy and I just gave this list of all these things with someone I wanted to pop up in my life that would help me on my spiritual journey because I need to learn more and this is no word of a lie Sigmund Freud's grandson David contacted me and asked to be friends on Facebook and said that he was interested in what I did and did it. and I said are you really Freud's grandson Lucian Freud's son and he said I'm afraid so out of nowhere wow so you can you could say that's just coincidence, but when I said to him about philosophers and sages, Nostradamus, all of those people are in spirit and they're conscious. When they become conscious or when they become apparent, we're conscious. So study their. Say if you want an aunt to come to you, pick up something that belonged to her. Tune in. Who was she? Where was she? What did she feel like? What was she like? She might show you something. She might not. But when something comes through that's incredulous, that you think, would that have happened if I'd asked or not? 
what a beautiful way to see the world that you can just instigate something and inside your very being do you know that there's a shift and there's something that you might not be able to explain to someone else and that gives you another dimension to life and that makes it much more interesting doesn't it yeah i i completely agree with you i think we're all missing um an, an amazing part of of our existence on this planet and i think uh if if we can all just like i say i'm gonna do it i'll tell you that for a fact i'm, I'm gonna spend some time now trying to to reconnect i'm gonna i'm gonna be brave put my big boy pants on and i'm gonna yeah do it i'm i'm gonna f- focus on trying to to communicate i will keep in touch with you obviously as well let you know how things are going on and if you've got any tips um that you can pass over then I'll, 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 I'll do them as well. Also, well, if you want to do a, a thing where people just ring in and ask questions, or that you you want to do something that takes it to another leg, then you know I'm all over it. I'm just very, very open and very childlike and very excitable about it all. You know, chuck it all out there and let's just have some fun with it yeah. as well. Well, I'd, I'd love. Why do we we spoke before the show anyway? And, and I said to you that the, the vast array of experiences that you've had, uh, I, I mm. think. You, you should be on a, at least two, three, maybe four times. Um, we'll get you back on and we'll talk about uh, some more experiences. Maybe get you back on. Uh, and like I say, we, we, we could try and, and, and do some more uh, like different sorts of channeling. I, I, you know, we, we could, we could um, speak to each other throughout a, a period of time and I can keep you updated on how I'm doing with my development as well. I'd with, love that. Uh, There's nothing I'd love more than when I get feedback and they just say, that happened or this felt like that or... You know, just when you're driving along one day, just just say, just you know. I know it's, I know it's real. I know it's real because I have had them many random. I, I know that we are more than we think we are. I've got I've got a twin brother. Right, I've got a twin brother. Um, we see each other every now and again. Not all the time. We speak a lot. Um, but at least on two occasions recently, when we've seen each other, he pulled up in a car that he'd had. I'd had a new car. I walked over towards his car. Looked in the back window. And he put one of these little stickers that you get with like an iPhone randomly. He stuck it on his back window uh, in the left-hand corner. And I said, come here a minute. And he said, what? And I took him over to mine. And I'd done the same thing and put uh, uh, this this little Apple uh, sticker in the corner. We went to uh, me great, uh, to me auntie's, to, to me auntie Pauline's um parties the other week. We turned up everywhere. It was a surprise party. And me and my brother and rest of the family all sitting around uh, we were messing around i took my glasses off handed them to my dad for him to try put on and as i passed him in front of my brother's face he grabbed my hand and he said look at this and he took his glasses off and we bought the same glasses exactly the same design <laughs> same make same brand same color everything so you know i do know there's some connection there these things that go on yeah. um and I, I i just i love this 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 uh, subject i love anything to do with the, the paranormal um and, and I, I thank you so much for being on. If people want to, to connect with you, can they connect with you? How do they connect with Please you? Please do. Well, the name's Sherry Jewitsky. Put that in. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Or you'll, if you find Sherry Jewitsky on the internet, then Google it. You'll find all sorts of stuff, reviews for my readings, etc. And there's nothing I love more than, you know, I'm teaching now, which is wonderful. I've got a spiritual circle in Bosom and in Worthing. And, you know, invite me. Just just get it out there. I don't mind if people want to pick the bones through it or whatever. But, you know, I just love all of it. 
that's it. Connect everybody, connect uh, up with each other, and like I say, Sherry, you've been amazing. Also, we will put all your details in the show notes, so if people want to click on that as well, they can just click on that, and that, that'll take you straight through. Yeah. Um, so. Once again, though, Shay, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us. Um, I've uh, loved having you on. Uh, I, I got a good energy from you, by the way, as well. You know, when you speak to someone on the phone, like face to face, I think you pick up on people, um, and I think you've got a great energy about you. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Um, and without further ado, I think we'll have to say goodbye, Sherry. So until the next time, guys, take care. Okay. Thank you.